Hey guys, it's Lynn right here with you again on Seriously with another fabulous episode of Let's Talk Ag. You know, yesterday, unless you were under a rock or, uh, you know, I don't know, heavily intoxicated, you might have watched a bit of Super Bowl. Um, I only watched the Super Bowl one, to be honest with you, because of the commercials. I'm, I'm that kind of a person. And we had too much going on here around the rancheria to really sit down long enough to watch the game. And let's be honest, I think we all kind of had an idea how it was going to go. Um, side note, anybody playing against the, the Patriots, does anybody watch game film? Because I'm pretty sure these guys are good in the clutch. They come back in the last few minutes, moments, milliseconds, whatever you want to call it, and they always whip ass. Why do you think that Tom Brady's got more Super Bowl rings than he can put on one hand? I don't know. I just want to throw that out there. I'm going to toss it. You guys catch it. Figure it out what you want to do with it. Discuss it later. So in today's episode of Let's Talk Ag, I want to talk to you guys really quick about Missed opportunities. So for years in being involved in the ag organizations that I had, we've always talked about the fact that very specific events are great opportunities to educate the public about the importance of ag in their everyday lives. Now, I know I say this to you guys a lot, you know, without agriculture, it is the cornerstone of our economy. Uh, without it, we would be naked, living in a cave, eating twigs, sucking on rocks. First of all, again, I've seen my neighbors. I cannot get that visual out of my mind. I need to pour bleach in my eyes. Holy Jesus. Ew. But as I sit and I watch yesterday's shit show between the feeding and the changing, you know, we're watering the livestock and all that fun hooey-dooey. Um, one thing comes to mind. Missed opportunities. Now, you look on social media and there's all kinds of posts about, did you know that without agriculture, you know, you wouldn't have... Um, you wouldn't have football and you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't have, I mean, why do you think they call it the pigskin? Do you guys really want me to go there? Ew. But your, your whole, your whole Super Bowl party is wrapped around alcohol and food, right? Well, and you're indoors, so, <laughs> uh, but let's talk about it for a second. If you think the very bougie wine that you're drinking at your shishi fabulous um, restaurants that you go to, I'm, I'm merely speculating and being super judgy. One, because I haven't had enough coffee. Two, because uh, I can. Um, do people forget that wine is an agricultural product? And if you look at how much water... Here it comes. Someone's going to lose their shit when I say this. How much water it takes to grow a bottle of wine versus how much water it takes to grow some of the food that's on your plate. You would lose your effing mind, especially if you live in California where water is at a premium. Um, I don't even want to go there with water issues in California. 
Uh, I spent years talking about it. I spent years trying to talk to legislators and educate them about the shit show that was coming. Um, And now California is going to be taxing every inch of water, whether it's drinkable or not. Yes, search that shit out. But anyway, let's get back to the Super Bowl and why you wouldn't have a Super Bowl party if it wasn't for the agriculturalists that are busting their ass, tending to their livestock, tending to their crops, tending to their bees, anything, while you're inside watching the game, you know, drinking your Tito's. Just so you know, I'm not picking on anybody in specific. I love me some Tito's, okay? Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not promoting any brand, whatever. You like Schmanoff? Rock it. Right on. But you guys know that vodka has a base of agriculture, right? Whiskey. Wine. Hello. One, it takes water. Two, uh, there's an agricultural product involved, whether it's potatoes, uh, whether it's grapes. I, need I go on? But let's talk about the chips that you had. Mmm, corn chips. Or soy chips or kale chips. See where I'm going with this? How about your guacamole? Whether it comes the the guacamole or the avocados are coming from Chile or coming from Mexico, it's still coming to your table, courtesy of a farmer. How about your ribs? How about your burgers? How about your sliders? Maybe you had buffalo sliders. I don't know. You know what about your uh, veggie? Plate that you had with your ranch dressing. Do you see where I'm going with this? So it's not just it's not just the food. There's also the electricity in your house. I mean, thank it, thank thank some sheep. I'm just saying because that's used in electricity. There's so much that I could go on about, but I look at it as a missed opportunity. Wouldn't it be awesome? Um, if we had another like commercial, who was it? Was it Dodge? Was it? I believe it was Dodge who did um, the the farmer commercial a couple years back. God made a farmer, and um, it was very powerful, and it got people to think. And for a split second, people got it. People got it. The consumer got it. And if you look at the trends and you look at how, you know, money and the trends of buying produce and understanding went up right after and the months and a few months after that aired, it was amazing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, search out Dodge Commercial, So God Made a Farmer. It's very powerful, and it's very truthful. Um, it's the one thing that brings me to tears every time. Okay, well, maybe a good Hallmark commercial does bring me to tears. I'm just saying. Actually, I I can cry at all kinds of cool shit, but it struck a chord with me because it reminded me of those who came before, of those who, you know, those who have tilled the ground, your agriculturalists are truly the original environmentalists. They are the ones who care for the ground, 
who care for the animals. They're they're your original animal activists. Someone's going to get pissed at what I said. You know, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that everything's all hunky-dory. There are bad apples in every bushel. There are some shady people doing shady shit in every facet of industry, right? But agriculture is the one entity that takes it in the shorts for a few bad apples. And why is that? I just, I don't see, and I'm continually disappointed in an industry that busts its ass to provide the very basic needs for the rest of us And they don't toot their own horns. They don't explain the why. If you stand in your house, if you stand in your kitchen, and you just kind of scan what's in your kitchen, okay? Just just in your kitchen. Do you have towels? Cotton. Now you're probably going, oh no, my stuff's made out of hemp. Okay, that's still an agricultural product. It's still grown. It still comes from the earth. I'm just saying. If you look at your, I'm going to say equipment, but, you know, gadgets, what have you, it takes electricity. Maybe there's color. Agriculture is the base for 99.9% of everything that we have in our lives. Yes, even that Prius you may drive. Which, oddly enough, if you want to talk carbon footprint, the battery in a Prius has a way bigger friggin' carbon footprint than a Dodge Dually. If you want to go down that road, I'm happy to explain that to you. You'd probably lose your shit when I shared that data with you. But where and why is the missed opportunity? I don't understand. So I'm challenging again. I do a lot of these challenges and nothing ever happens. Um, If we don't do something, if we don't start understanding that why, if we don't start explaining that why. So consumers, if you don't start understanding, agriculturalists, if you don't start explaining the why we need to care, why we need to give a shit, why it's so important, all of our food is going to come from out of country. And do you know what that means? That means longer lines at your food banks, less food to go around, higher food prices. Because who's going to pay for that transportation, my little love muffins? That would be us. You vote with your dollars every time you go to the store, whether it's to a Walmart superstore, to a Kroger, to an HEB, to a Safeway. You vote with your dollars. Oh, I know I get so aggressive when I say that, but it's true. You vote with your dollars. So be mindful at what you buy. I remember as a kid back in the 70s when you couldn't get certain produce because it was, say it with me, seasonal. My kids don't even know what the phrase seasonal means. I mean, that's just how we've gotten. We are a greedy, instant gratification society that has no regard 
for those who are growing our food. I think there's a very small percentage of people who care where their food comes from. But the vast majority of us, we mindly shop. We buy what we need and don't think about once it gets off the shelf. I'm not saying that the face of the farmer has to be on your apple. I'm just saying we need to start being a little bit more mindful. Now we need all types of agriculture, large, medium, small, CSAs, uh, farmers markets, what have you. We need it all. Not everyone can afford to shop at stores like Whole Foods or Sprouts. I love me a Sprouts. You guys know that. Love it. I will drive two and a half hours to go to a Sprouts. That's how love it. But I also know enough that I don't mindlessly shop either. But I'm going to be very honest with you. If legislators push it to where I don't have a choice anymore, I have to buy all organic produce, you, those, those politicians can suck it because you're taking my ability to choose away. You are dictating, that's the word I'm using, dictating, guys. When we say organic is the only way, organic is the only type of food you're, you're going to be buying, then you are dictating. You're not saying it's better. You are dictating. I got off on a rant. Holy crap. Let's swing it back, shall we? So in the days to come as they follow the Super Bowl and you're, you're putting away your bean dip and you're, you're looking at all of your leftover food from your parties, your chicken wings, what have you. Oh, chicken wings. That's not an agricultural product at all. I want you to think about just exactly the people that are growing your food. But also acknowledge that for the agriculturalists, most consumers are three to five generations removed from the farm. And they have the I don't give a shit attitude. I just need my food. I just want to eat. I want to be done. We need to shore up that disconnect. How? Start having those conversations. Start reaching out. Start doing things in a mindful manner. I wrestle with this all the time because what seems so easy and so clear to me is it, it eludes some of the other agricultural companies and organizations. I don't get it. I don't know. I like sleeping on cotton sheets. Thank you to our cotton growers. I like wood floors. I mean, do I really need to go any further? Um, unless you're living in a shipping container, which that looks like freaking awesome, you're you're still you're still being touched by ag. So do you have questions? Do you have concerns? Do you have an idea how we can shore up this disconnect? Maybe you're a consumer that has these questions and go, you know what, maybe if I was told this, or maybe if it was explained this way, or maybe, 
I, I love those maybes because it helps me understand how better to communicate the why. And to my agriculturalist friends who are listening, we need to bring it back together. We need to figure out how do we make consumers and the friggin' politicians understand just how important this is. We are at a state of emergency, my friends. And if you think that I'm an alarmist, it is what it is. That's fine. But our safe, reliable food source is going to be gone soon. It's all going to we're going to become a third world country. The only reason why we are okay as a nation is because we can feed ourselves and we can feed others. When we lose that ability, We are totally and unequivocally screwed. To my friends in the livestock industry who maybe you're a 4-H leader, maybe you're in the rodeo industry, maybe you're a 4-H leader, maybe you're raising livestock for 4-H and FFA kids, I'm going to tell you now, if you don't start doing things differently, if you don't start explaining your why in a more effective manner, you can kiss it all goodbye. I know you're thinking, oh, there'll never, there'll always be a cow palace. There'll always be a Fort Worth stock show or a Denver stock show or Houston. There'll be a midway, but there won't be any livestock shows. Talk about California. If you want to know how that's going, fairs and livestock expos in California will probably be something we read about within the next 20 years. Rodeo will go the way of the buffalo if things aren't done differently. There's that disconnect. There's the missing why. So let's rise up. Let's have those conversations. We don't all have to be in agreement, but we do have to listen. We do have to communicate open, honestly, transparent. Let's do it. So as I got off on my tangent again, holy shit. Remember the why. When you're eating leftovers tonight from your Super Bowl shindig, remember the why. Take a second. You might be surprised. And search out the why. Alright guys, as always, I'm here for you. I am so happy to give you the answers, maybe give you a question or two to think about. But the main thing is, is never, ever talk shit about a farmer with your mouth full, living in a house, or driving a car. Because they're the ones who are giving up their time, their lives to grow our very basic needs. And for that, I am eternally grateful. So on behalf of my family, to all of those who are working their asses off 24-7, 365, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking it out. Thank you for rolling through the hardships. Thank you for growing a safe, reliable food source. I'm forever grateful. All right, guys, that's enough of my uh, crazy ag talk. 
as always, if you want more information, if you want to know, if you have a question, concern, comment, you know how to get me, just email me in the subject line, put podcast and let's talk ag and hit me up at my email address. It's sgsolutions for you at gmail.com. That's S as in Sam, G as in goat, the word solutions, the number four, the letter U at gmail.com. All right, guys, I hope you have a fabulous day and I'll be back here with you again. Bye-bye.